We are 10 days away from AEW Full Gear, and today we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite, the November 8th edition. And of course, the California Connection is here. We have your back. We're going to give you all of the recap and the breakdown of the big moments that occurred here today. I'm Denise Salcedo, and joined by my good friend, Righteous Reg. Reg In the building, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Here on a Wednesday night, my co-host Denise. I'm very excited because we had a good episode of Dynamite. We get to excitedly talk about a bunch of good segments, and that's all we really care about. Right, Denise? Thank God, Reg. Thank God. Last week, after last week's Dynamite, I was sitting here going, oh, my God, what the hell am I going to say about this show? Exactly. Shit. And mm -hmm. thankfully, everybody came through. We had a really nice conversation. We made it work. But it's episodes like this, like today's episode of Dynamite, that is not only not, not only getting us excited about full gear, which is what they should be doing, right? But right. also, they gave us some really good things to get into here tonight there's so many big topics mm -hmm. and a lot of great matches tonight Denise that's what really they got into and they just told stories that's all it just got back to basics is what it felt like it's like put on a good show have a good match have a good story surrounding the match and the show will be dope Yes, exactly. I love that you said that back to the basics, because let's be real, we know what works with AEW. And of course, sometimes you have to take risks, you have to do new things, but that may not always work. But I think the fact that they kind of came back here and they really bounced back from last week at last week's show really tells me everything about last week's show that they came in and they were thinking, okay, you know what? We got to hit the show harder. We got to go uh, balls to the wall and really get some good stuff in here. So speaking of getting some good stuff in here, if you guys want to send in your super chats and share some love with us, get your questions, your comments, your opinions read here on the show, you're more than welcome to send in a super chat. It helps us out tremendously, helps me out, helps me pay reg, all of that good stuff. So let's get to it. I'm going to kick things off with our first round of super chats. We got here one from Benoit Richter who says, I am missing the live podcast, but I want to ask where, where is Jack Perry? We forgot he existed. Is he the devil? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Benoit coming in here with a really good start to our show. And so might as well, let's get to that. We're going to kick things off with the way that AEW Dynamite closed out. So we had at the opening of the show, we had a match between MJF and Daniel Garcia. So that was kind of like the MJF portion of this. He had a match with Daniel Garcia. It was most of a lot of comedy, a little bit of a slow start to the match, but they got to it. He wins via submission. Cool. All right. So then we end up getting our main event, which was Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. A very fun main event. But after Jay White gets the win, MJF comes out and attacks Bullet Club Gold with his Dynamite Diamond ring, and Jay White runs away. And then, just as MJF is cutting his promo, doing his thing, all of a sudden, we cut to a clip on the screen where his dudes, his newly found best friends, the acclaimed, are being attacked by some masked men. And then we see the devil mask appear once again on TV. We still do not know who this mystery person is. Is there any chance that it's Jack Perry, according here to Benoit Richter? I guess, Denise, he's on the short list of people I guess it could be. I mean, there's some history there when they were having the four pillars thing. MJF was really getting into Jack Perry about exactly something like this. Like, you need to get uh, meaner. You need to get more into this. 
You need to stop trying to be this nice guy and be who we really know that you are. The story before Jack Perry had his unfortunate little suspension or whatever's going on here. He was telling that he was this bad guy. He had changed. He was this. He was different. So it kind of makes sense. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but I'm not mad at that uh, idea right there because if it is him, it does tell the good story, but I think there's some other directions they're trying to go with it. Right. So here's the thing. I don't hate the idea either, especially because when you think about Jack Perry, right, whenever he comes back, I don't know when his suspension is supposed to be done with. I have no idea. There hasn't really been any updates uh, regarding that. But if it were him, imagine how it would fit perfectly. You already touched on the history, right? But the other thing that I want to add to that is Jack Perry, we've been seeing this new version of him, right, on mm -hmm. AEW television. He's not this cute little jungle boy anymore. He's Jack Perry. He's right. kind of an entitled person out here doing this and that, right, on TV, all of this. We've seen him completely change. But then at the same time, we also have these stories with everything that happened between him and CM Punk. So you have this image of Jack Perry in your mind and mm. so in that in that sense both in kayfabe and in real life it sort of would make jack perry a pretty damn good reveal i mean and also i guess we're kind of expecting not expecting but wanting this cm punk and jack perry match to happen eventually and maybe this is the way we tell the story and we finish it off it's cm it's mjf and mac and jack perry kind of telling the story or they're on teams or they're against each other i don't know are they is he with the mask guys denise is that the story that we're telling here i don't know okay so hold on but what you're saying is let's just say if it was jack perry mm -hmm. let's just say let's just throw that out there that he would essentially be stealing cm punk's title shot that he never got when he came back i mean look the story's there there is a title shot just looming we were expecting that match so i mean who else could have it okay so let me ask you if it's not Jack Perry, who are the other options that we're seriously considering? I mean, today with the story that they told at the end of the show, Samoa Joe slowly walking up. Right? As all, you know what I mean? He as all these carn this carnage is happening, people are getting thrown through windows, and here comes Samoa Joe out of nowhere slowly. What are you doing here? Why do you know about this? Why didn't anybody else come to help with this? Okay, so that's the thing. When he came in very chill and he's like laughing in MJF's face, the way that he played it off, like, eh, it's not me. I'm just out here, you know, making fun of this guy that I hate and then I'm coming for his belt. It made you wonder, huh, he's a little bit too confidently approaching MJF after this situation. And you know what they say, right, Reg? They, they always say, they always say that the people that are going to hurt you, or for example, if you were to get murdered, it's always someone who knows you. It's never a stranger. It's always someone who knows you. And Samoa Joe has been playing up. Uh, he's playing up this friendship thing pretty heavily, right? He's like, yo, you ain't got no friends. Even Adam Cole earlier in the, in the show was like, yo, it should be Samoa Joe. I don't know if that's Samoa Joe maybe being like, Okay, I can watch his back. Maybe he's watching MJF. I'm going to shoot Samoa Joe some bail. He was watching MJF's back from afar. If the guys came back, then he was going to fight him off. That's why he came up so quickly like that. Because he's trying to show that he could be the friend and he deserves this title shot. I don't know. I'm trying to shoot him some bail. It was hella <laughs> sus of him walking up like that. 
<laughs> it definitely was. Okay, so we, before we get to the Samoa Joe portion, I don't want to skip past the MJF Daniel Garcia match and the Jay White Mark Briscoe match. So really quickly, how'd you feel about both of these matches that kind of bookend uh, AEW Dynamite here tonight? Uh, I thought the intro of the show was really strong. Um, I like the support that Daniel Garcia built up this week online. Everybody today, earlier today was like, it's Daniel Garcia day. We want Daniel Garcia to win the world championship. We want this. Daniel Garcia played a great role online too, putting out some good quotes. They played into this like new generation, new guard kind of taking over thing, which I thought was really strong. I would have liked the match to be a little bit longer, but with how much stuff they had going on in the show, I understand why they did it. But really strong match showed that Daniel Garcia could be a main event player, which I think is pretty important and kind of the point of the match. Really strong. And it was a great way to end the show, I thought, with Jay White and Jay and Mark Briscoe. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Really strong way to uh, kind of reintroduce Mark back into the fold, show that he's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. It's been a wild year for him. But I thought this was just like the best of Mark Briscoe and the best of Jay White just together in a match. Really strong main event. And Jay White showed Denise that he could be world champion if he really does get that championship. Everything he's been doing with the championship and then the main event like this, I'm like, yo, Jay White might be it, Denise. I don't know. Samoa Joe's talking a lot of stuff, but Jay White is still right here next Saturday. I love how all of these guys that are coming for MJF, and we've kind of touched on this in the past, but they're kind of pulling you in different directions where I bet right. you if you get, I don't know, 25 AEW fans in the room. 25 people that have religiously been watching every single show. I can guarantee that each person is going to have a different opinion as to who should be the one to take away the title from MJF. And right. I like that. I really do, by the way. I do want to say one thing in regards to the MJF Daniel Garcia match. I found it funny that afterwards so mjf tries to shake the hand of daniel garcia sportsmanship thing and daniel garcia is pulled away by the 2.0 guys i always i'm, I'm just gonna forever call them the 2.0 guys <laughs> i know they're not the 2.0 guys but that's what i'm gonna call them from now on forever right. but here's the thing that i've noticed about daniel garcia why can't he ever make his own decisions mm. he is always being yeah. told what to do by somebody else remember when it was chris jericho and now it's these guys yeah i think that is the issue denise you're telling daniel garcia but i think he knows he's been trying throughout these last couple of weeks you see every time he tries to do the dance they stop him from doing the dance every time he tries to do his thing he's been stopped i think he's realizing that like Every time I try to get help or my who I think are my friends, they're stopping me from really being the best Daniel Garcia. You saw how he did today in that promo where Max was like, who am I going to get? Am I going to get the sports entertainer or am I going to get a pro wrestler? Daniel Garcia is like, yo, you about to get a pro wrestler. And he got a pro wrestler. I think he's slowly realizing it. And I'm liking this little transition that Daniel Garcia is going through. Let's go. Daniel Garcia needs to find himself and he needs to be the person that he needs to be. <laughs> He's out there trying to find himself. <laughs> I get it. I was young once. <laughs> we all were, Reg. We all were. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for gifting 10 DWO memberships. Appreciate you so very much. Roberto Arsenal says, I like that we're getting two women's segments on Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, technically, so we got the match. We got the Tony Storm Hikarashita thing. We got the Mariah May thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's technically three. That's three. You're right. You're right. 
Okay, we're gonna count it. Crazy, <laughs> crazy 101 says, what do you think of the attackers are also choo-choo? So we kind of covered this already. And let me ask you, Reg, would you be upset if the attacker was Wardlow in the devil mask? Mm. Do you think that's where we're going? Is there a chance? Uh, I guess he could. He's also on that short list. That'd be. I like what they did last week, though. How he was just like, "I'm gonna take everything from you, and I'm gonna do it when I want." And I think that was kind of being. Uh, maybe that was telling the story of him being behind the mask. I don't know. Now I'm confused, Denise. I thought it was Samoa Joe. Now I'm like, wait. Wardlow has a dog in this fight too. Like, what's going on here? Who do you think, Denise? We're easily confused people is what I think, Reg. Like, do not put us to solve any crime ever because we be you. That's why I don't watch conspiracy videos on YouTube because I'll be convinced too quickly. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe the earth is flat. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Reg, what you're saying is you're the person that when you go into a store and the person tries to tell sell you something, the salesperson, it's very easy to sell you a product. Yeah, that's why I be shopping online. Can't nobody sell me nothing. Look, you can't tell me nothing. I get to make all my own decisions. You're not about to influence me today. And that's what y'all are doing in these super chats. I see exactly what's going on here. It's the same thing that happens to me. I can, I can get easily easily convinced to buy something and also i'll buy something if i feel really bad that nobody else is buying something I'm telling you i live in oakland so i experience a lot of things like that there's a lot of farmers markets a lot of local things and you're just like i got to you're right here you're standing see i just that's why i stay in the house denise <laughs> we Only made way to eye save contact money. I exactly oh like oh no they looked right at me <laughs> that's the worst okay so here's the thing though when you think about the attackers right I guess because the person is masked, you would think it's not somebody that we're seeing on TV at the moment, right? You would think it's somebody that's maybe been gone for a bit, but who knows? It could be somebody that's out here living a double life. Like we were mentioning Samoa Joe, we were mentioning Wardlow. It could be a thing where like the person's being who they normally are, but then also hiding underneath this mask and doing these vicious attacks. Because it still can be Adam Cole. I mean, the person in the mask is not fighting or not involved or anything they just show the person in the mask at the end adam cole could still be orchestrating this whole thing from home you don't like it Look, reg you just took the words out of my mouth because <laughs> i'm sitting here going is adam cole is the one behind the devil mask i am gonna be so mad at adam cole which means you're gonna get some freaking top-notch heel heat out of all of the options that we just named it should be adam cole that's the one that's the one because, that's because the he, one. Does, he doesn't have to do anything he could still be injured at home he could but still be behind all this chaos and look acclaimed are the ones that helped him he doesn't really want anybody to help max and if he did he would want it to be the kingdom and roderick strong remember last week when they were like why didn't he ask us to do the match there's all this stuff that's kind of behind it still could be adam cole you left me speechless with that one that's the one that's it that's my pick let's go let it be adam cole because he's the one who made mjf into a good guy he's the one that taught him playing video games having fun and remember what i said it's the people that know you best that are chances right. are to murder you he set him hard. up denise he got him in this vulnerable position remember he was like uh, it was MJF. He was this big, cold-hearted guy, staying the champion, doing all this. Look at what is that now, Denise. He doesn't have his championship. 
he's soft. He's running to the back to see what happened to the acclaim. Like, that's not the MJF we know. Who is who is this guy? Adam Cole's like, yo, if I get him here, either one, I'm going to get him to be the devil I want, or two, I'm going to get him off his game and take his championship whenever I eventually get there. It's a lot to tell there. Reg, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I do that. Oh, brother. Who is getting hot in here? Cheeky Monkey sends in a super chat saying, and what would we see of Mox's shirt if it spelled out Roman in Japanese? Thoughts? Hold on. Let me read that again. And what would you could see of Mox's shirt if it spelled out Roman in Japanese? Thoughts? It did? I didn't notice. I didn't know that. Well, I don't, I don't know any Japanese, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that I didn't know that. <laughs> Okay, I had no idea. I'm so sorry, Cheeky Monkey. I wish I had an answer for you, but I legitimately nice had tidbit. no idea. Mm-hmm. That's a fun fact for sure. Grapple Geekery says Swerve and Penta ruled, but damn, Hangman, that was wild. My only downside this episode was the Jericho Vortex. We'll get to that in just a second. But yes, um, we might as well talk about that right now. That Swerve, Strickland, Penta, and Cero Miedo match. I think the second that it was announced, we all knew that it was going to be a banger. But what we saw here were two guys that are freakishly athletic. And one of the things that Taz pointed out during commentary of this match was he was talking about how these two guys are very different wrestlers, but they Mm -hmm. kind of found themselves being on the same page in this match, getting the better of not being able to get the better of the other person. It seemed very, very 50-50 throughout a huge majority of this match. This was a fucking good match. And then afterwards... Once we see Swerve Strickland get his victory, we end up seeing Hangman Adam Page do the dead eye to Swerve onto two tables off of the stage. What'd you think of the match? Whoo! Oh my God! There was two really great things I loved about this episode. One was uh, Samoa Joe and Keith Lee, which we're eventually going to talk about. But two was Swerve and Penta. As we know, they have a history, long, rich history that goes back to Lucha Underground. They very both came up and into superstardom during those days. So they know each other and they played into that in this match, Denise. There was some spot. Swerve does that corner flipping spot that he catches the guy legs and flip him over. Usually the guy just hits on the uh the ape the ring, but this time Penta hit the corner. It was a disgusting spot. People were going crazy for it. Uh the swerves kick into the stomp on the outside. Penta was vintage Penta. You know how Penta does in his matches. He plays up the Zeto Metal shit. He like oh tries to injure your arms, your legs. He slaps you. He pulls off all kinds of crazy stuff. This was everything I think we expected, Denise, when this was announced. And it just exceeded my expectations of what I expected from this because yeah, they do have that long history, but they also are both two different wrestlers at this point and they're better than they were then. And so to see them both now against each other, great. The arms, the arm breaks from Ugh. both guys. When Penta did it to Swerve, and then when Swerve did it back to Penta, I was like, oh, that one hurt to actually see. Um, one of the spots that I did like in this was there was a moment where it looked like Swerve was going to go over the top ropes and do like a tope or something, right? But instead, he sees somehow that Penta sees that and kind of moves out of the way. So Swerve stops himself by instead landing onto the actual ring apron of it all. And I'm going, oh my God, how did he even manage to actually do that? Like, that do that. Sick. <laughs> who does that? Like when you actually think about how hard it is to do that and what kind of athleticism you have to have to execute something like that, it is very, very freaking uh, interesting. 
All right. So uh, thank you so much to Grapple Geekery for this super chat. We got one here from Chris Ludeck, who's been a member of the DWO, saying Jack Perry as a devil would be a letdown in his opinion. That's fair. I understand why. Alex Rochio says Britt Baker, the devil. Imagine if all of a sudden it was Britt Baker. (laughs) Britt Baker, Adam Cole, MJF. Okay, okay. Remember some of the comments that MJF made about Britt Baker like over a year ago on Dynamite? What if They're she gonna just... convince us of another one, Denise. Don't let her convince. We already got like four or five in the list. I don't Another, think it's Britt another Baker. one. I don't think it's Britt. Unless he's doing it, unless it's Adam Cole's mastermind to put Britt in the body of it. Just to, well, I, I don't remember the body anymore. That wasn't Britt's body. That's it. That's it. We're, we're loony. Right. We're loony. We're losing the plot here. Sheldon Jackson says, I think it's the undisputed kingdom as the masked men, Cole, Taven, Bennett, Roddy, and a returning Kyle O'Reilly, but Adam is the devil behind the mask. Any thoughts on this, Reg? Okay, I could see that. I see. I see a lot of people saying that they think it's uh, the Kingdom and uh, Roderick Strong. Uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I probably wouldn't. Right. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, that's it. Delayed. (laughs) Delayed grad says, "Wait, Reg gets paid (laughs) (laughs) on this show at least." If I knew that paying you with a hot dog and a handshake was an option, Reg, I would take it. I'd be those scummy-ass promoters that'd be out there ripping off people. It is not. Even a California outside the venue hot dog, Denise, I will not take it, okay? Oh, man. Chris Ludeck says, Adam Cole just sent out a tweet to MJF about how he's going to rise to the occasion so that will make people think he's the devil to get people talking good stuff right there from adam cole Mm. oh boy all right and let's keep it going this is from taylor cannon who's also a dwl member saying i wonder what the masked men will be revealed when do you think is the expiration we're thinking full gear world's end max world's end or definitely full gear um i could see it going a little bit past full gear i think they i could think they could stretch it out a little bit i'd see world's end because i mean it's all in the name right there right all righty, and let's continue the conversation here. We got one here from Mike Parker who says, can't stay on long tonight. Just want to say I'm excited about the signing of Mariah May. Been following her since she broke in. Very hard worker and an absolute sweetheart in real life. Great exposure for her. All right, Mike Parker sent in a very generous super chat, so let's get to it. We're going to talk about Mariah May making her All Elite Wrestling debut. So this had already been reported for the most part in the news cycles. It had been making the rounds for the last, I don't know, wait, well, like month or so. I feel yeah. like I've been seeing this on wrestling news sites and everything. And so it's pretty highly speculated that Mariah May was AEW bound. And it was also highly speculated that she would be aligned with Tony Storm. And so the way that they introduced her here is she was being interviewed by RJ City, who introduced her. And she basically says, like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan. And RJ starts to think it's about him, but it's actually about Tony Storm. And so Mariah May is kind of this fangirl for Tony Storm. And RJ City says, okay, I'm gonna have you meet Tony Storm. And she's like, oh my God, I'm gonna meet Tony Storm. She gives it, she gives RJ City a kiss and on the cheek, of course. And <laughs> that's pretty much her AEW debut. What was your reaction to the way that they brought her in? Because clearly, if you're up to date with the wrestling news, we already knew she was coming in. 
Yeah, I kind of like how they introduced her here, Denise, because usually we get like, uh, we've gotten a couple of different ways that they debut people. Sometimes they just straight up put out the graphic, blah, 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 is all elite. Uh, we've had people run in during segments and all this. I like that AEW never uh, tries to act like their fan base is dumb. They're like, they know who this person is. We could put them on TV, say who they are, run down a couple of their accomplishments, and they're going to be caught up. And that's how I felt here. Mariah May is a huge signing. When I went on Twitter immediately afterwards, my whole timeline was like, Mariah May, awesome. Mariah May, so cool. Happy that Mariah May is an AEW. So it seems like a really big deal off rip. And people were talking about her being connected with Tony Storm, just like not even any rumors or anything. They just wanted that. And so for them to be connected immediately off rip, I think we're cooking right here. And beyond that, she's in a great worker and we're going to get to see her shine. She's a future AEW Women's World Champion. Like she's a big deal. That is like the number one thing that I have been hearing about Mariah May is that she is a good worker. Like anybody who brings her up, that's the first thing that they say. And I follow Mariah May on Twitter. I've been following her now for a while. And I know that some of the criticisms that she gets is, is because people think, oh, because she's so beautiful that she can't be this great wrestler, which is freaking crazy. You can wow. be beautiful and a great wrestler, FYI. Of course, that's only to the, the weirdo trolls on the internet that are send those kind of messages, right? But she's only 25 years wow. old and when you think about that and when you think about where she's gotten and where she's going to get do you think mariah may is going to be one of the people that starts to maybe force some change in the direction of AEW women's division in the sense that, well, if we've got somebody like a mariah may and we and we add her to the women that we already have do you think we're going to be seeing more of a better representation, more of a presentation for the women's division? I think this is a step in the right direction, Denise. At least, like, what, what did we just say a few minutes ago? We got three women's segment in the show. That's pretty rare that they give it up like that. They presented her as a big deal. Tony Storm has already been kind of dominating the, the TV segment. So, um, yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction, honestly. Mariah May. Apparently, they signed Megan Bain, I think I've heard some rumors about. It was also a, a dope thing. We got Mercedes still looming in the lexicon of wherever she is. So, like, I think, like, in the next couple months, we're going to see some, some moves that are going to force them to do it, Denise. They're not even going to have a choice because they're like, well, now we got all these cool stars. We got all these people that people want to see on TV. We have to. We got to force their hand with these great women's wrestlers. Right. And here's the thing, like Tony Khan is very active on social media. We see his social posts all the time. So the way that I see it is like if you want to see a certain talent more specifically with the women, tweet that shit. Right, yep. Raj? Put yep. it out there. I want to see Mariah May. I want to see Chris Dallander. I want to see more Emma Sakura, Hikaru Shida, whoever the hell it is that you want to see. Because we know that in pro wrestling, when anything there, when anytime there's a conversation surrounding something, whenever there's a buzz surrounding something, dude, people capitalize off of that shit. That yep. works very, very well in the wrestling world. When people start to get some buzz, what does everybody want? A piece of that. Yes, exactly. And I mean, we've seen stuff happen off of signs in the crowd, Denise. Like there's all these moments, like if we just voice our opinions and make it happen, then some kind of change is going to happen. And like I said, going on Twitter after Mariah May debuted was a good sign for me because everybody was super excited about it. And since we're on the topic of Mariah May, we did get a backstage 
contract signing between Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. And this like was it. done, this was fun. This was done in black and white. And of course, Tony Storm being Tony, being dramatic. And she signed her little her little contract but before she does she like i think she like licked it or i don't know what she did with the pen she did something and she signs it right but the whole time she's telling sheeta like this is you like you're always getting in the way of things you're not gonna get in the way anymore and she does when she signs it i thought it was a nice little extra touch that she was like Ugh, <laughs> and that happens because people always put pens in their mouth and yeah. then they hand them to you like pens go around all right they go around Mm -hmm. that's one thing like throughout like the pandemic and stuff stuff like that is chilled you know what i mean because it used to be like i'll suck on a pen give it to you but now it's like yo keep your pen to yourself i got my own pen i thought Sheeta, Sheeta in this whole thing denise hasn't she she been great like every time that tony storm's music hits she's annoyed by it this whole thing she was annoyed by just her being annoyed by tony storm is awesome and tony storm is just is she winning the championship next week denise I don't know. I go back and forth on this one because I don't feel like she totally needs it. I think the character is so dramatic that she's going to be dramatic with or without the championship. Correct. So I don't know. I'm still undecided. Would I, I you do a it? little bit, a little bit more if I was Tony? Yeah. No, if you if you were Tony Khan, would you put the belt on Tony Storm? I would actually surprise everybody and keep it on Sheeta. But then I said, you think yes, it's I'm not out. a surprise if Tony Storm wins, right? I don't think it's a surprise if Tony Storm wins. But then again, she's gold right now. And if she doesn't win, people are going to be like, what the fudge? Tony see? Storm is the shit and you didn't get there the title. It's in Hollywood. I mean? Like there's all the things, all so the she elements. She kind of has there. to. Yeah. See, now I went back on my own booking decision. <laughs> <laughs> I surprised her actually after I thought for three seconds. No, keep it. <laughs> easily convinced. You threw me a hard ball and all of a sudden I'm like, shit, please do never cross-examine me. The lawyer will be just getting me going in all different directions here. <laughs> Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying my top three devil picks, Adam Cole, Wardlow, and Jericho's bonus pick, Osprey. Oh, Dang. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. Anthony Cruz sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Anthony who says, I wouldn't be mad of the attacker if it's Will Osprey or plot twist. It's William Regal and Excalibur. They now go by men in the mask and we did not see this coming at all. <laughs> all right. So we got some more mentions for Will Osprey here. <laughs> Yeah, that's not one I really thought about, but I Me mean, either. I guess that's kind of a, it'll be, however they brought it around, it'd be interesting, because I'm like, he's in the Don Callis family thing, but I mean, anything's possible. Yes, boy says, how mad would y'all get if it was that aces and eights? Uh, that'd be weird. <laughs> Leonard Aarons III says, Jay White is the devil. Everything he has done has been in service of his effort to get the belt, who hasn't been touched since his first attack. Now tonight's attack on Max's pal, 10 days. Yeah, I guess we haven't thought about Jay White. He's still a potential. He's up there on the list, too, of people that it could be. I mean, this is right before his title match that's happening next week. This is a good way to get him off his game. He's been up on him ever since the, the these attackers have started happening, so... Jay White's up there too. Yeah, see, I don't want to forget about Jay White because he is the one that is going to be challenging for the championship at this upcoming pay-per-view. And I feel like we're talking about everybody but Jay White. Right. And Jay White's like literally the person that I was rooting for for the longest time. We said on this podcast multiple times, yeah, I think Jay White's going to win. Now we're all like, who's Jay White? What about Samoa Joe? <laughs> like he's in the back. Like 
Maybe this is how he does it, Denise. He got everybody off guard. This is how he beats Max. Grapple Geekery says Lucha Underground is all elite. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And we got Yes Boy in here who says, is Mariah May the new Mickey James? Denise, have you ever met girls with this obsessive personality? Ooh, I don't know if I have. I'm sure I have. I went to public school. There was a lot of very mean girls out there, and I was bullied by a lot of them. (laughs) Oh, in LA? Are you kidding me? Like, there are some real mean girls out there. Holy dang. But I saw a couple of people mentioning this on my timeline with the whole thing about Trish, Mickey James 2.0, right? Because Mm -hmm. you got Trish, who's the person that's being idolized, and Mickey James idolizing. And that could be the situation that we see here with Tony Storm and Mariah May. However, the thing with Trish and Mickey James, though, was that Trish found it freaking weird. Tony Storm is obsessed with herself. She's yeah. going to love the attention. She's going to be like, oh, yes, darling. This is how you throw the shoe, you know? Yeah, and I think it's going to be telling a different story because when Mickey James came in, came in, she did, like, hardcore wrestling fans knew who she was. But for the most part, she was kind of unknown. Mariah May is coming in being like, I was a stardom champion. I'm this big deal. It's different if she just like becomes this like lackey, sort of speak. I'm look more of looking her to be like next to her, like her partner, co-star type deal. Yes, yes. John Deller says, who would know where MJF keeps his mask better than his best friend? Or Wardlow. Damn. All right. People out here making some points. John Deller, thank you so much for that. We got a very generous super chat here from Nick Corvello. Thank you so much to Nick for sending this in. He says, what do you both think Mariah's May debut and immediate connection to Storm means for the women's title match at Full Gear? I've heard the rumor she's helping Storm win the title and I'm worried for Sheeta like for all in. I think one of the things to touch on here, Reg, and we've touched on this before, is that AEW is never in sync with the women that should be the champion at the, right. at the time that were at certain time frames, right? Like when it should have been, when it should have been Jamie Hayter, it was Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. When it should have been now, when it's Hikarashita, oh, it should be Tony Storm, right? Like we're never in the right place at the right time when it comes to who's the champion. And for example, Soraya, nope, we wanted Sheeta. Mm-hmm. So what do we do here? Give the belt to Tony Storm because every time this championship needs to be saved, every time something needs, we need a little bit of rain. Who do they give it to? Tony Storm? Shit, just let her keep it at this rate. Every time she loses it, some disaster happens with the other person, and we got to get it back to her. Beyond this, beyond that, this time, Denise, she just became the best character in the whole company. So, like, yo, I love you, Sheeta. Great run, but I kind of feel like we talked about this recently, Denise on. You get the big wins racking up before your big title match because she has been back to back with them. I'm surprised she didn't defend it this today. But I mean, the wall there, I see it and there's writing on it. If Sheeta would have never lost the championship at all in. Different that, story. That's the road bump right there. That's the one that gets me like, I get it. It was a great, beautiful moment, but at the cost of this what it could have been a really nice flow to the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, pretty unfortunate situation how that happened. And so now I'm looking at this and I'm going, well, 
we can always go back to Sheeta. We can always go back to Tony Storm. <laughs> One of them is going to be around, Denise, regardless. This is how it is. Yeah. So what if we see a situation where Tony Storm becomes champion, right? And she's going out there and she's doing her thing. And we see Mariah May. Basically, we see Tony Storm go from a hero that she idolizes to maybe all of a sudden she starts treating her like dirt because oh. she's a diva. And she starts to maybe treat her as if she doesn't know how to be a big, like be a great wrestler and maybe doesn't know what Mariah May is capable of, right? And storyline. And then all of a sudden Mariah May is like, I'm done being the understudy in all of this. I want to be the top act. And then that's how we get into a program with Tony Storm and Mariah May. Denise, you got like a pencil and pen over there. You're getting down. You just booked a whole little angle over here. Denise, trying to get paid. what's up with that? That was good. It's the bun. It's the bun. <laughs> Denise is cooking. I'm like, oh, yo, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> I can see it, right? Like, I can see it. Right. Basically, what do they say? Never meet your heroes. Right. It can start off nicely, but what's worse? Or, or how about this? Mariah May starts doing good. She gets the matches, and all of a sudden, Tony Storm starts to get jealous, right? Because she's supposed to be a diva. She's supposed to be at the very top. What's worse than being on top and a younger person, a new person with talent, coming in and trying to take your spot? Wow, Denise booked two of these, y'all. I don't know what Denise is on tonight, but she out here cooking with fire. So you think that Tony Storm is winning the belt because those both of those are Tony Storm championship situations. Right, there you go. So Man. I guess I made my own decision. It's got to be Tony <laughs> Storm. <laughs> when I started this podcast, I'm like, yeah, it's Hikaru Shida. And 20 minutes later, it's Tony Storm. And you convinced yourself is the best part. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. All right, Nick Corvello, thank you so much for this generous Thanks, super chat. We appreciate you a whole lot. Crazy one-to-one says, Mercedes liked the post on Instagram of Mariah May joining. Let's go. Ooh, hey, hey, hey. She's next. She's next. I hope. Luke Thornton says, I'd keep the belt on Sheeta. Tony is great without it. And the division needs more stories outside of championships. I do get oh, that perspective point. too. Yeah. I mean, if you keep it off of Tony Storm, you can still tell, you can still kind of tell the stories even you were talking about. Denise is like, Tony Storm is just a nightmare. And she sees this new younger version of herself. Oh my God, I got another one. Steve, look what at you. If, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. What if Tony Storm loses to Hikaru Shida, right? Mm -hmm. And then somewhere down the line, Mariah May actually manages to defeat Hikaru Shida. And all of a sudden, like I mentioned, going back to the Queen Bee type thing. Yep. She's the one with the title and she's supposed to be the fangirl and Tony Storm is the one without. Cooked again, Denise. You got another one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just having fun with this one. Whatever. Who the hell? I bet you none of that's going to happen, by the way. Yeah, but I, I kind of like Luke's idea, though, because it is a great way to uh, continue to tell stories. Because, like, we're going to continue to tell this Tony Storm story, regardless if she's the champion or not. So, like, keep the belt on Sheeta, because then we could tell another story with Sheeta. She's more over in this character than she was when she was an actual champion. Granted, it right. was a different character, but yeah. still. Yeah. We got Demon Murder here who says Tony Storm's character is amazing. We completely agree with you, Demon Murder. Thank you so much for the super chat. Alex Rauschio says Mark Briscoe versus Jay White was a deadly match. It was a good one, man. When he got the froggy bow on Jay and Jay kicked out, oh, I freaking love that. And when he did, oh, God, he had a, another spot on the outside. And I think it was like when he uh, like ran and just like took him out on the outside. Love that too. That was really good as well. Yeah, but, at one um, point they traded like T-bone suplexes or some kind of suplex. And Mark got him with the suplex 
dropped Jay right on his neck. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, exactly. It was a reminder, I think, of just, you know, getting to see Marco out there and wrestle Jay White. It was very, very fun. Rafael Garcia says, I hear the names being said, and they're all too predictable. Be different. Stand out. It's David Findlay. I hope not. <laughs> I like Rafael Garcia. Be different. Stand out. They you know, are <laughs> some pretty predictable names. David Finley. I mean, I'm with it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. It's the boogeyman. There you go. Yeah. That's that's different. Here we go. <laughs> Rafael Garcia, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for sending this in. Crazy 101 says Mariah May can just say that Tony Storm has gray hairs. Oh, mm. she'd be livid. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. So we were talking a lot about the title picture in regard in regards to MJF and the attacker and all of this. I do want to get to the point that we need to talk about something regarding Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe came out here and completely surprised us. We already knew he was coming for MJF. We've known this for a while now that he's coming for the AEW World Championship, but he did something unexpected. So after this match with Keith Lee, the meat match, he defeats Keith Lee, but he takes the microphone and he says that he is vacating the Ring of Honor TV Championship, and he has been champion for 575 days, the longest reign in the title's history. And Samoa just said, to hell with it. What did you think of this? I, Denise, I still don't know how to feel about this. As someone who reviews Ring of Honor on a weekly basis. You just got told it ain't shit, Reg. <laughs> Samoa Joe went on this program and said, this is trash. I don't want this. <laughs> he said, take this belt. I'm done with it, Denise. 575 days of great act. He was a, an amazing television champion. But for him to just be like, this is nothing. I don't care. I want to be the champion, the AEW champion now. What does that mean for this? What does that mean for this brand, Denise? It hurt my soul very bad. They tricked me, though, because they had the match before that got me all juiced and buttered up. I was like, man, that match was fire. And then he goes and says, this belt ain't shit. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. We're moving very fast here. He just went for it. But in a way, you kind of, okay, that's where I'm torn here, too, right? Because that's what he did. He said this belt basically don't matter. And keep in mind, the rain we're talking right now, like long reigns, I would say are kind of popular right now. You got Roman yeah. Reigns and Gunther over on the WWE side of things. You had MJF recently surpassing Kenny Omega's reign. And now we're sitting here talking about the Ring of Honor TV title and he's out there hitting 575 days. And then all of a sudden, all of that work, all of those matches don't seem to mean anything anymore because he's done with this championship belt and he wants the main championship belt, which is the AEW World Championship. I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but now you're basically picking up this, this ring of honor TV championship from up the ground and trying to say, Hey, who wants this? Hey, yard sale, who wants this belt? But at the same time, I kind of like the guts that it took from Samoa Joe to do that. So I'm kind of torn. Now here's the thing though, Reg. Samoa Joe has to win the AEW World Championship, right? Because if he doesn't, he's just going to look like a goof. You gave up your title that you built up. You gave it up. You left it there for nothing. And if he loses to, some, to MJF, he, if he never gets a title from him, 
it's like you're left with nothing. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna again. This is the second time this episode. Shoot Samoa Joe, that little lion son of a gun, some bail. If you vacate the championship, you have your entire focus on the AEW World Championship. As the Ring of Honor Television Championship, they're constantly throwing opponents at him. He has to be at ROH. He has to live a different lifestyle to get into that mode. If you just get rid of that belt, you have all your energy to focus on being the AEW World Champ. And I like that. That's a good story to tell. They could have told this a whole different way. Like, they could have got this championship off them a different way. That's what I hate about when they build up contenders to our championships because that's what's going to happen to Gunther one day. They're going to be like, no, you're just just vacate that championship. I just hate how it happens. But I do understand because it's like all of his focus now is on MJF. He has that championship is over. We could tell a different story on Ring of Honor with different champions. That's it. I hate it. I'm torn. I really am torn. I don't know what to say. I can't, I, I can't tell you if I like this or not. It, uh, as a ring of honor fan, I didn't like it. I don't know. I can't, I gotta keep it real. I think as a person that just in the sport of professional wrestling, people are out there fighting for championships. All right. We know that certain championships mean more than others, but I don't like taking away any sort of prestige that any title has. Because then when somebody does win it, it should actually mean something. Exactly. What's the point of the 575 days if the, the person that beats him can't benefit off that? Somebody would have benefited off of beating somebody that's a long-reigning champion, beating Samoa Joe, and just getting this rub, I think, would have been more than just, here's the belt, I don't care. And it wouldn't have derailed. They could have told a story with the MJF stuff. Uh, some way to get it off of him and during the match. Like, there's different ways to get out of this. Just forfeiting it. I hated it. Yeah. I mean, they could have done a thing where they put both titles on the line. Something. I don't know. They could have done just anything. I think that could have been differently. But I will tell you this. He made a statement and it got us talking because he took a chance. He took a risk. We got a super chat here from Demon Murder who says Joe deserves the MJF bout. Joe's being solid. I Joe's agree. been solid, excuse me. And yeah, I mean, Samoa Joe's always been solid for like his whole entire career. So mm -hmm. if Samoa Joe were to become AEW world champion, I don't think people would be upset. I think people would know you'd get a badass killer who's going to have just about good matches with literally anybody on the roster. Perfect timing too, Denise. The last year as Ring of Honor world champion, we've seen such great things out of him, a Ring of Honor television champion. We've seen such great things out of Samoa Joe. That's why we're even more excited for him to beat MJF because of that rain that he just shit on. So, Reg, let me ask you. I know he just shit on it, but because you do watch and cover Ring of Honor weekly, who do you think should become Ring of Honor TV champion? Man. And you think? What do um, you do? I guess right now mark briscoe has the best dog in the fight he just had that great main event they've been he was when he wasn't injured and kind of on ring of honor television telling this story of i want to be the one to be samoa joe my brother beat him before they have this kind of thing going on so he would have made the most sense to beat samoa joe just getting the belt now i get it's gonna hit different but mark briscoe all right, there we go. Thank you so much to Demon Murder. Yes, boy says, I'm new to Tony. Any stories involving RJ City? So basically, um, for those of you who don't know, Tony Storm has been doing all of these little interviews with RJ City, if you want to call them interviews. They're basically skits, and he's sort of kind of become the punching bag 
of Tony Storm throughout the last couple of months. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Yes Boy for asking your question as well. All right, and let's keep it going, everybody. I want to go ahead and revert to this topic here, and that is that we are officially seeing a fallout here between the elite. In fact, Ooh. we have a match that is taking place at AEW Full Gear in which we're going to be seeing Kenny Omega team up with Chris Jericho to take on the Young Bucks. Holy shit. So we got a backstage segment and we had already kind of started to notice that this is where it was going. I said this last week, Reg. Did I not say this last week? That the confrontation that we had between Kenny and Jericho and the Young Bucks in the locker room was the best thing that happened on the show because it was the only thing that really was something new of a story that meant we were going in a direction that maybe a lot of us might not have seen coming. And that is with the most one of the most important people in the company, which is the elite. So we have this follow-up to this, and it's it's kind of crazy, but here we go. So Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are being interviewed by Renee. They're doing their thing, right? And they're confronted by the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks are kind of upset at Kenny Omega for kind of being a better friend to Chris Jericho than he is to the Young Bucks. And Chris Jericho basically says, where were you guys at when he was getting beat up by Powerhouse Hobbs? This then led to some comments. Chris Jericho mentions that they were essentially the four of them who helped get this company off the ground. Matt Jackson says, you would say that. You would put yourself on a pedestal with us because the way that I remember it, we created the revolution and you just waltzed right in and cashed in another big check, Chris. And then the match is basically put up there, right? Kenny Omega, at first he kind of seems like he's going to try to be a peacemaker right he was sort of a peacemaker last week or at least he was trying to but this time he doesn't he doesn't just bend over no he instead says we've done it before we can beat the young bucks and he mentions him and Kota Ibushi having done it and then afterwards he then says that he tells the bucks and this was the most interesting part I feel is that maybe after this match they will clean up their act They will quit acting like children and maybe start acting like real adults instead of sissy, whiny, bitchy children. And Matt says, this is not the first time I've heard that. (laughs) And Kenny says, I think you needed to hear it from someone like me. Reg, break it down. How did you feel about this? Are you digging this? Where are we at? One of these things is not like the other, Denise. There's parts of this that I like. I like a lot of what the Young Bucks are saying. I like the role that Kenny Omega playing. But Chris Jericho, I just can't. There's nothing that he could do that'll get me to be like, yeah. Like he's in this match. I'm like, baby face in this situation. No, he's not. I don't like everything that the young bucks are saying about him. I'm like, right. Every time they say something, I'm like, yeah, what is he doing here? Kenny Omega, did you forget? He did all these wild, terrible things to you. Why are you having his back when we're over here getting our ass kicked? You're right. The young bucks are right. They shouldn't be heels in this point, but they're trying to sell us on Chris Jericho as a baby face. Absolutely not. And you're taking Kenny Omega from us. Like even in storyline, 
you're stopping Kenny Omega from doing these things we want him to do because you got him over here trapped trying to become tag team champions or some shit. I don't know what's going on here, but I hate it. So I'm glad you said that because that's kind of how I felt. When I was watching this, I was going, I'm not storyline based on how they're doing this. We're not supposed to be siding with the young bucks. We're supposed to be siding with Jericho and Kenny. But like you said, when the young bucks speak and the points that they're making in this whole storyline, I'm agreeing with them. Mm -hmm. So then when Kenny Omega comes out here and he says, oh, they're sissy, whiny, bitchy children, I'm going, well, they technically haven't done anything in this particular story to make me think that. Although I do love the shout out to CM Punk. I do love that portion of it all. So I feel like I get what they're trying to do. But I don't know if we got the right pieces in the in the right place of this puzzle here. And this isn't really the match I expected to see at Full Gear. I was kind of like, interesting. Like, I thought the Young Bucks were going to be into something else. How do you feel about the match, Denise? Like, what do you think that's going to be like? I don't know who to root for. That's yeah. my problem. I'm yeah. looking at this and I'm going, I'm not rooting for Kenny and Jericho. I'm going to root for the Young Bucks. But, but then you're not supposed to. But I'm not supposed to. I guess it's LA, so they're expecting people to cheer for the Young Bucks. I guess I think that's kind of the story that we're supposed to believe in. But I'm booing Chris Jericho regardless next Saturday when I get to the Kia Forum for Full Gear. So then do you think they do a thing where instead of making the Bucks the heels in this, it's Kenny and Jericho? Yes. For the match, at least. I don't know for the full thing, but I think for that match, they're expecting us to go and cheer the Young Bucks because it's California, the history, all of this, like, that's what they're expecting. I would think so, at least. Can you imagine the Young Bucks coming out with their California pants and all of a sudden we're like, boo. Oh, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be freaking weird, right? It would be I don't so think weird. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got a super chat here from Yes Boy who says, shout out to Juice for screaming for the Kiwi Crusher. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, boy. Thank you so much for the super chat. All right, guys, we're going to keep the conversation going. Once again, if you want to get your questions, your comment, your statement, your opinions, Red here on the stream, you're more than welcome to send in a super chat and we will get those read on here. All right. So our next topic, let's get to, all right. We kind of covered a lot of it. The rest of the stuff is kind of the, the whatever stuff, I guess, of the portion of the show. Yeah, it's the (laughs) potatoes. Here we go. Sting and Darby Allen versus the Outrunners. So this reminded me of a collision match. Can I just say? Yes, yes. That's very fair to say. And it felt like and it played like. There was two tag matches on here, Denise, that it was like, okay. The other one was the Bollywood boys and the guns. Quick squash, Mm -hmm. guns with nothing else to add to that. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) All right. Red Velvet versus Julia Hart. Okay, I like this. This was fun. This was was a relatively simple match. It was Mm. harmless. It was fun. Afterwards, we see Sky Blue confront Julia. Chris Stalander comes out. She has her her back from the look of it. What'd you think of this match? I love seeing Red Velvet back. She looks great. Uh, She was cooking, no pun intended, before she left. So it's great to see her back in this position. Julia Hart, uh, Denise, I mean... The fan, she's supposed to be a heel, but she's one of the hottest on the roster too. Fans are really behind her. I mean, what what are we doing with Julia Hart? She's because I don't know if that going into this angle, they expected Julia Hart to be the one. Maybe they expected Sky Blue to be the one, but like it feels like the fans are on Julia Hart's side, or am I just tripping? I think the fans like both. But yeah. if you're gonna ask who's the favorite, ooh, maybe Julia. 
But yeah, right? but in certain weeks, because Sky Blue got really popular. You know, she got very popular. I was seeing her name all over the place on Twitter. Y'all her name know. is all, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's always kind of in the in the in the talk. So I mean, both of them good for AEW kind of pushing youngest. And when they said, "Oh, uh, Julia just had her twenty second birthday," I'm like, "I'm a grandpa." Julia just had her twenty second birthday. <laughs> oh man, twenty two, Denise. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. that hurts. Yeah, right. And she has just like her whole life ahead of her. Just She's a baby. <laughs> How old is Sky Blue? Younger than that, I think. I think she is might. She younger than Julia? She maybe just turned twenty-one, or she's twenty. Like she's still, yeah. Let me check. I I gotta figure this. She's twenty-four. No, she's older. Oh then. shit! I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, she's putting, she's I'm older. Putting, uh, dates and times on everybody, but yeah. We just talked about Mariah May being 25. Like, their young crop of women's wrestlers are like, the future is pretty bright over there. Yeah, it's looking good. Good for them. Hell yeah. Thumbs up to Red Velvet, Julia Hart. And also, we didn't get to talk much about Red Velvet, but I really like Red Velvet. And anytime she gets an opportunity to go out there and do her thing, I like her. I like her role that she does and whatnot. But, oh, man, I know everybody in the chat's kind of feeling just a tad bit old right now. But, (laughs) hey, guys time you can't stop it it is what it is all Mm -hmm. right before we go that is pretty much our aew dynamite conversation but as always guys help us out man uh i'm so excited about promoting the podcast because there's just been so many shows going out so much great feedback if you guys can help us out do us a solid head on over to apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this podcast or any of the other ones that i do please go and leave a review even if you just watch on youtube and you don't actually listen to the audio version it's still the same show so you can definitely go and leave a review a lot of people were kind of confused on how to do it for those of you who don't know the best way is to actually have the apple podcast app and if you have the app you just go to the show page you scroll all the way down and that's where you leave your review every single morning the first thing I do is look to see if we have new reviews and I read them on the shows for that day. So if you guys want to go and leave a review, I do read them here on the show and it just helps us out very, very much. All right, Reg, let the people know where they can support you and give you some love, man. Uh, Every week you can find me here with Denise. Also on Wednesdays, I'm with Mike on Indeed. Every Thursday, you can find me on the Ring of Honor post show with Kate. Should be very interesting tomorrow after the developments of today. Uh, And every Saturday, you can catch me with Philip Lindsay, Grab City Podcast, Fightful Network. This week, we got a great guest. One of the Battle Raps legend DNA is going to come on, talk battle rap, talk pro wrestling. I'm so excited about it. I've been studying for a podcast. I never study ever. I'm just like going and like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This time I'm watching battle raps. I'm zoomed in. I'm ready for this Saturday. Great time. I'm going to be at Dynamite or not Dynamite Rampage and Collision on Friday because they are in Oakland, California. So shout out to that too. Excited. All right. It's going to be a good time. Thank you so much to everybody here who's watching. Please do not forget to subscribe to the channel. You guys know where to find me. And last but not least, least leave an Apple podcast review. Por favore, thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. Have an awesome night.